Welcome to the Voices of Marketing Podcast. And now your host, John Shea. Hey guys, John here. I just wanted to record a quick little clip today before I share um, the interview that you're going to be listening to. Um, basically, I originally intended on sharing this interview on a different podcast that I sort of started on the side for a metal blog that I run. Um, it's a blog called Metalcore Kingdom. It's for a very um, sort of sub-niche of metal uh, called Metalcore. And um, I basically had started an internet radio station. The guy who hosts my websites here in Boston, he actually um, used to do Shoutcast hosting. Now, Shoutcast is like a uh, basically just a directory where people can put up radio stations. It still exists, but um, it was bought out and... Um, he hasn't been doing the really anything with the Shoutcast radio station stuff in a while, but he was able to set me up with something for free, and um, I started building out a radio station, and I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, there's all these guys who run radio stations, and they have, you know, they're probably paying quite a bit of money. I mean, the one that I got for free through um, through my friend, you know, it normally costs maybe anywhere from 30 to $50 a month. Um, I definitely was not willing to pay that to have a premium radio station. Um, I knew that if I really did anything else, I'd probably be limiting the amount of people who could listen. I'd be limiting the quality, um, possibly limiting the amount of um, bandwidth and just everything to do, you know, storage, things like that, that I would be able to do with this radio station. So um, he was able to hook me up with um, like unlimited listeners. I think I can have a, actually up to like a hundred, which is a lot for an internet radio station. And, um, pretty much unlimited storage. You know, I was able to put over time, I, I actually added about, uh, I think 80 hours worth of music. I just literally went through my entire iTunes and kind of picked, um, like sort of hit songs and stuff that I knew would really stand out and it would be good for this sort of crowd to listen to. Um, I got the radio station all set up and put it out there and I noticed, you know, I'm getting lots of listeners, but, um, really what do I do with those listeners? You know, could I monetize it? So I decided to look around and see what some of these other popular internet radio stations were doing. And uh, I found this guy by the name of Tom. He runs a radio station called Fuel Radio. And I interviewed him and we basically talked about the metalcore genre and we talk a lot about um, what it's like running your own internet radio station. So that's what this interview is all about. Um, just kind of wanted to give you a heads up because I think I wasn't originally intending it to put it on the Voices of Marketing podcast, but I thought it'd probably be better suited here because there's more of an audience um, I know there's more people out there listening here uh, and the other podcasts I have, I really haven't done anything with it in terms of, um, you know, having people on the show. Um, I've only actually interviewed one other person and, um, that one was very specific for, um, really had nothing to do with marketing. So anyways, um, I thought I'd also talk a little bit about what I've currently been working on. I know, um, for the few of you I, I still talk to, you know, if you listen to some of my past episodes, I really have been slowing down on the podcast and kind of venturing into some other things. Um, I really took kind of a good look at all the things I was working on. And, um, you know, I've still sort of, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm kind of in this like phase where I'm still a little bit in like a shiny object syndrome. I'm not really feeling the podcast as much as I was the past year. And I'd like to find something else where I can, um, you know, really monetize and potentially uh, leave my job, you know, be able to, to quit my job. Um, so where I'm at is I actually have been, uh, you know, I kind of looked at everything what I was that I was doing and I decided that, you know, okay, out of all the things that I'm working on, you know, I'm, I'm doing e-commerce full-time for a company that sells winter mittens, but I'm also um, working on all these other little projects. And one of those projects was a website that um, – I may or may not have mentioned before on the podcast. If I did, it would have been a long time ago. But um, my girlfriend had kind of come up with an idea at one point where she wanted to do something together with me online. And um, we thought of ideas, and I came up with the idea of um, potentially selling skull stuff, you know, clothing and articles, accessories, stuff that had skulls on them. And surprisingly, if you go on Amazon and look around, there are tons of products with skulls, um, literally like, you know, there's thousands basically, you know, and if you combine that with stuff that, um, kind of ties into like Halloween, like costumes, then obviously the potential is just, um, through the roof. So what I did is I started a site called skullclothing.net. Um, skullclothing.com was taken, but I started a.net. Um, I set this site up with a plugin that's called Prosociate. 
And what I ended up doing from there is this plugin basically allows you to import all the products right off of Amazon. I pretty much loaded up about 1,500 products, threw up like a basic WooCommerce theme, um, let this thing just sit. I think I threw like a few Fiverr gigs at it, um, didn't really do much for SEO. Um, the site made a little bit of money here and there. Like, you know, I might make five to $10 a month from Amazon, nothing really crazy, but, um, my girlfriend sort of gave up working on it. She wasn't seeing the immediate return and the results. She just doesn't understand the world of internet marketing in terms of, uh, what it really takes, you know, the amount of effort you have to put in to see a return, um, all the work that it takes to really do anything when it comes to internet marketing or online marketing. But, um, I kind of left the site and over time it actually started ranking on Google. It now actually ranks number one on Google for skull clothing, which is a term that's searched over a thousand times a month. Um, pretty impressive. This didn't happen until after last October. So we probably missed out there. Um, it would have been nice to have that, um, sort of during the Halloween season, but, um, it's now ranking for several related terms. Like if someone were to search skull clothing for women or, um, you know, skull clothing for men, things like that. They're all, those terms are all ranking very highly on the first page. Now, um, I'm beating lots of sites like Amazon and, um, you know, Zappos and things like that. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I decided that out of all the different things I could be working on, you know, that's something that could turn into a long-term business. I actually started, um, I actually went ahead and bought a premium theme for the site. I redid the entire site from scratch I even deleted all of the products and re-imported every single one. Um, I paid someone to do a bunch of banner design. They did a logo up at the top, um, a huge banner when you go to the site, and four smaller graphic banners for like um, categories like shop men, shop women, etc. And that all cost me about thirty bucks. Totally worth it. They did a really amazing job. Um, the theme I picked up for only about fifty-five, sixty bucks, and I configured everything myself. Just learned how to do the, you know, how this sort of theme works, all the integrations that they have, getting all the little widgets set up, everything that goes along with the, you know, regular WordPress site. Um, and now I've got this really amazing looking site. I mean, it looks very legitimate. You know, if, if anyone um, were to go there and they didn't even know it was mine, I think they'd feel very comfortable buying there. Um, another thing that I fixed, which was a huge, in my opinion, conversion killer, was previously with this plugin, what would, what would happen is people would actually add, um, a product to the website and they would add it to your cart and then they would have to go to checkout. And once they go to the checkout and hit buy, it would bring you to an Amazon page that basically says, are you ready to add this item to your cart? So it sort of forced the item into their cart after they looked at it on my site. Um, there were two problems with that. One being that I think people like to go look at the Amazon detail page. There was no easy way to do that. They could end up opening a new tab and going and looking at it there and trying to check out reviews um, I could end up missing a commission maybe with that, if that happens. Um, and then the other problem was that if the products disappeared off Amazon, if they became no longer available and they were on my site, um, the plugin would actually throw an error saying that, um, you know, something about the settings for external and affiliate. Uh, and what would happen is it would redirect them to a, an actual page to go ahead and make the purchase of the items. So I would get these people, I would get emails from people that are actually trying to place legitimate orders on my website thinking that I'm about to ship them the, the products. You know, and this would happen all the time. I'd have to email them and say, sorry, we don't have this. You know, all our stuff is through Amazon. And um, it was just a nightmare. So I fixed all that. Now everything goes to the actual detail page. Um, and I've noticed an immediate change. I've been getting um, sales, uh, I want to say roughly almost daily. Um, some of them are small. You know, I might only make like 50 cents, but um, it's totally passive and um, I see a lot of potential where I can start working with maybe um, companies to do drop shipping, which is essentially buying and um, buying, you know, putting up products for sale. If people buy them from my site, they'll fulfill my order for on my behalf and I can make a cut of the profit. So, for example, I already got approved to work with someone who sells electronic cigarettes. Um, I can put them up on my website for $13. If someone goes to my site and places the order, I will get the payment through PayPal or whatever the payment processor is. I'm also using Amazon payments. And then from there, um, I will then go over to the actual people who you know ship these e-cigarettes and I will um, place the order with them and I'll make you know $3 or $4, whatever it is. Um, I could even mark it up maybe a little bit more if I'm getting a lot of sales. Um, I also started finding other affiliate opportunities. I found someone who sells 
skull theme like jewelry rings things like that and he actually told me the owner told me he'd give me 15 percent of any sales i get him so um there's definitely a lot of opportunity in the niche and i'm pretty excited to move forward with it um i know i've sort of rambled on here i'm like at the 10 minute mark for this intro but um the other thing i did want to mention i briefly sort of uh, traveled into is I picked up a course recently on CPA marketing. And that's something that um, I've always found to be very interesting, but sort of very crowded when I, when I start to really dig into it and try to understand it. Um, so this is a very premium high end course. Uh, it cost me about 300 bucks. Um, you know, I figured if I, if I get into something like this, maybe that can really help me scale my income. If I can get some profitable campaigns going and really learn how to get that going while well, I'm also going to be spending a lot of time, um, working on this site, just sort of, um, utilizing Pinterest as a traffic method and adding products consistently. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, without further ado, I guess if you guys want to keep listening here about another 40, 50 minutes, we've got a interview with Tom Johns. He's going to, um, talk a little bit about running that internet radio station. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Uh, John here. Uh, today on the show, I have someone by the name of uh, Tom John. He's on the show today to talk about uh, Fuel Radio. He's actually the owner of Fuel Radio. Um, it's basically a metal, I believe, Christian metal um, internet radio station that um, Tom's been running for quite some time. Uh, welcome to the show, Tom. Thanks, John. Yeah, no problem. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about Fuel Radio and kind of how this all got started for you? Sure. Um, Fuel Radio uh, started, actually, it split off a station I started back in 2004 called The Refinery, which was basically everything. I I played everything from uh, Christian rap to death metal and and started getting a a lot of people asking, uh, you know, it's like, too many different style of music basically was my uh the biggest complaint so we we took our heavier music and i i started fuel in at the end of uh 2006 and uh that's it's been doing good ever since it uh it's basically everything from modern hard rock metal to to deathcore everything in between but it's uh it's a good mix yeah i know like these sort of um like subgenres have sort of been blowing up throughout the last like 10 years. Can't keep up with them all. <laughs> yeah, it is really crazy with all the kind of like trends coming out and just like what everyone's doing. I mean, you can make a station for just about anything these days. Yeah, in fact, I just uh, just started hearing about this new one. I think it's called Degent. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a um, – I was actually watching this video earlier. It's like – it's sort of like they're playing like, you know, seven or eight string guitars and they have more of like a – I can't really describe the sound. It's just like more of like an aggressive tone with the, the guitars and how they sound. But, yeah, it's yeah. actually actually pretty cool. It, it's uh, uh, There's a band out there called Quarter, uh, C-H-O-R-D-E-R. Hmm. Um, really cool band. Uh, one of the coolest guitar tones I've heard. And it's just uh, – yeah, you guys have to check them out. Yeah, I'll have to take a look at that. I – um. Yeah, I mean, I listen to all kinds of music myself, so it's just always broadening the horizon, finding what's out there. I know um, next week here um, in Massachusetts, it's you know a worldwide tour, but uh, the Warp Tour, which is huge for a lot of like modern um, metal, like you know, sort of like these metalcore, hardcore, deathcore, whatever you want to call it, um, subgenres of metal. A lot of these bands are going to be playing Warp Tour, so I'm pretty excited about that. They've been doing that for years now. Very cool. Yeah, I'm wait, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the to the return of thrash. <laughs> That's my favorite genre, is thrash metal. That's more like 80s, isn't it? I uh, you know it is, but there's a lot of, um I don't know if you go on YouTube and and do search for for the for thrash band. There's a lot of newer bands out there, some really good ones. Um um but more with a modern sound. They they got a lot of the breakdowns and stuff that you hear in in the uh in the metalcore but only without the metalcore vocals. So it's, Right, it's got like a lot of elements of those sounds. Yeah. Like, kind of developed over time. Now, I guess I wanted to ask, like, what, what got you into um, the idea of starting, like, a radio station, you know, in the first place? I know you said, um, you know, sharing your story, you said that uh, you would originally had a radio station that was very broad. But, like, what got you into that in the first place? Why start a radio station? Um, well, I um, had a friend back in the late 80s. 
uh, who ran a uh, Christian radio station. It was uh, more CCM and stuff. And then on weekends, late at night, they'd have these like Christian metal shows. And this is when it was basically just Striper and, and a couple of the, um, I, there weren't a whole lot of bands out there. And um, I've been into metal since, oh, I was in junior high. I got into Scorpions and, and uh, Iron Maiden. And so I just, um, I love metal. And so I, I just, I don't know, somehow I came across uh, finding these like band, you know, underground bands, Christian bands. And so um, basically I went over there and hung out at the radio station with my friend. And then uh, I, he just like asked me if I wanted to do a show. And, and so I started, uh, started doing that. I said in the late eighties and did that for about three years. And um, I've got what you call OCD. <laughs> I, uh, um, I just been, so I, uh, I don't know. I just would get out there. I, I love metal and, and um, I just started finding a lot of these Christian bands and stuff. And over the years, and I've got oh, well over 5,000 CDs uh, that I've been collecting over the years. And then um, plus all the tons of downloads that you get now and, and stuff. So I, I've got tons of music. So I, I, I loved radio, not a DJ. I'm more of a, I guess I'd be more into the programming uh, um, side of it. And so I just thought I'd like to share my music with, uh, with people. There's, there's a lot of stations out there, but uh, just, I don't know, I guess I've got this love for radio. I've listened to radio for a long time. Um, The heavier stuff. We had a station out of Seattle called KISW and just uh i don't know i just like the way they had everything mixed and stuff so I, i've always had this idea of what i wanted my radio station to sound like it's just uh took a long time to get enough music to do that but it's just it's just with my love of music and love of radio and and stuff it was just something i've always wanted to do and um one of my friends had a little hobby he was running he's a uh, network engineer and he uh, had his own uh server and everything so he had me taking over what he was doing on there. And then um, after he, I think he got a different position somewhere or something. So I just went off on my own and, and found some software and, and it's been going ever since, but it's uh yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of desire and, and fun and just, you know, and OCD. <laughs> That's what I call it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I know. So, I mean, over the years, obviously, you started this. I think did you say back in 2000? Was it 2005 or to the I think end I of 2004? I started. Uh, that's when I started getting on there and, and running uh, my friend's station, and then just spun off of there and and been doing it on my own. I've got two stations that I run right now. Now, what has changed, like in terms of? Um, I'm I'm sort of like coming into this because I mean, I have my own radio station now, and you know, I, I thought I, you know, partly the reason I wanted to interview is because I wanted to learn, but you know, also I. I I'd find hopefully find people would anyone that's interested in doing radio might find this interesting. Um, you right. know, maybe learning about like what's changed in terms of like some of the software you're using. I know um, Shoutcast was like a really big thing, and that's sort of I think fading out. If I understand, Shoutcast is um, Shoutcast is like like the uh, hmm, I, they're just the uh, I don't even know what you call it. Um, uh, there's a few different ones. There's Icecast and Shoutcast is the biggest one, but they're basically like um, not so much the software, but the uh, well, really like a direct kind of like the engine, the driving engine behind it. Um, they're huge. I mean, uh, Shoutcast is the biggest out there. Yeah. And stuff, but as far as like, I've been using the same uh, software. I've been using the same brand since I started. It's just gotten bigger and better and. Better, um, yeah. Um, but the only thing that I see that's changing is that it's has to, it has to keep up with the, uh, you know, the new windows, all, you know, all the different, uh, technology of windows coming out is, and then plus all the, um, added features that it has. And, and I've been happy with it throughout the years, but I've, I've used the same one since 2004. I've used the same, uh, Sam broadcaster. So. Yeah, that's what I knew. That one was pretty popular, and I know it's like evolved quite a bit over time. Sam Broadcaster. Yeah, I think um, the platform that I'm using, I think it uses a like a backend host, sort of like the software driving piece of it. I think it's called uh, Centova, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so that drives basically my station into the channels where I could have it on like a shoutcast directory. Right, right. Yeah, I I use Centova. I use the same one. I um, yeah, because basically what your software does is it organizes your music. It it uh, you know you automate when you play your IDs and your ads and your promos and stuff like that, and then you shoot your stream to to these uh, stream hosts and stuff. And yeah, and, and I do the same thing. Um, so. But yeah, there's almost like a kind of lot, a bunch of different steps to to get your station out there. Um, but yeah, you you go from the software from your server, your computer, and then and then you go to the stream host, and then that goes out to all the the, the players out there. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was something else I wanted to ask. I mean, over time, have you found that? Um. I mean, obviously for me, like I went and set up my server and got my my channel running on uh, Centova, and that automatically seemed to like. You know, their settings just default put you in the shoutcast directory. Yeah. I found, um, you know, like tunein.com seems to be blowing up. They claim they've got millions of listeners. Um, I know they've got like Android, iOS apps, stuff like that. So I I was nowhere to be found in that directory. So I had to like go and manually submit my stream. Um, Yeah. I mean, is that something that you found that you like you've just really had to get Fuel Radio out there by going and like submitting it to all these different um, directories? Yeah. Basically, you're a grain of sand in the on the beach. I mean, as far as radio stations, if you do a search, there, there's you know hundreds of thousands of them out there, and sure. and the more you get your name out there, the more people are going to find you. And and uh, these directories out there, there's a lot of really good ones out there. There's uh, um, obviously Shoutcast, and then there's um, uh, TuneIn Radio. Um, a lot of people used to be really big on the Apple, but I, but if you ever go to iTunes and stuff, or you download iTunes, it, it's almost like you have to add that feature. It's a feature, but you have to include it. Otherwise, uh, but but it used to be the big thing is get on Apple, and it kind of seems not that big of a deal anymore. Apple's kind of the they kind of got their own. Uh, I, I think them and, and Microsoft are doing the same thing with the um the the almost kind of like the Pandora type thing where you can sure. listen to yeah I saw stuff that. And I, yeah, so so I haven't, I, you know, and plus Apple is so picky and everything, and 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 so I we were on Apple for a while, on iTunes for a while, and um, when I was with, because uh, you have to pay for royalties, and I'd go through Loud City. Well, Loud City, uh, part of being with Loud City is they got you on on iTunes. Well, once once Loud City shut down, um, yeah, iTunes like dumped everybody. Um, that was on there, but like I said, I I I think they're getting they they seem to be steering away from doing that and and going more towards the Pandora type stuff, the more on demand, um, same, you know, just like Pandora, right? But, um, but yeah, getting yourself getting yourself on the in these direct radio directories um, is a good way of getting yourself out there, and then also um, making sure you you tag yourself uh, for the right you know because you want to reach the right people, you don't want to try to you know, I don't want to go out and reach a bunch of gospel, you know, listeners and stuff with this. You know, right. <laughs> you know, I'd get all kinds of nasty letters. I get them already, but, um, <laughs> so so yeah, it, it's you know that's uh, you know to find a list of them. You can you know, you know, I use this tool called Google, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. you know, you put in radio directories and there, there's hundreds of them out there, and then you just start adding, you just start going in. A lot of them, um don't require much of anything and just going in and signing up and then it takes a couple of days and you get an email um, and they, and you're on their list. And then, yeah, you just want to make sure that you, you tag your, your music for the right genre and stuff. And so, um, but, but tune in's the biggest. Yeah. That's what I noticed. It seems like they're really doing, it seems like they've done really well for themselves. I, I don't know if they, I forget, but I thought Shoutcast was like bought out by one of the companies. I forget. Yeah, Shoutcast was. recently got bought out. Um, I can't remember who was that bought them out. But uh, yeah, they plan on doing some big things with that too. Um, yeah, with the uh, with all the um, car radio uh, being able to get um, internet and stuff, I, I, I see yeah. internet radio just just doing nothing but going forward. So it's just a matter of when somebody's going to go in and like the RIAA is going to go in and, and make it to where all us little guys aren't going to be able to do that. That's what I'm waiting for. Mm, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, I guess, with all the like piracy and everything going on with yeah, so much easier. Like, I mean, for me, really, I'm just uploading MP3s. I'm not like, nothing's being like validated in any way that whether or not I've purchased it or anything, you know? Right. 
but uh, yeah, I could see that being an issue, but I guess we'll, time will tell, you know, internet radio has been along for, around for a long time. It has. Yeah. And, and they've, you know, they, they've butted heads with us uh, since the beginning that, um, you know, I, we we're, we're totally legal and, and licensed and everything we go through um, stream streaming. Oh, we just went to them. Uh, uh, loud, loud city was the biggest one for a while and they went, um, they they just all of a sudden shut down and so we're going to this other one um i can't remember what it's called but it's a stream stream licensing or something like that but but they're pretty good too um um because that's definitely a plus uh, especially if you're on shoutcast be a um, buddy of mine thought he'd just throw a station on it and it didn't take him two weeks before the uh oh was it ccsac one of those one of the licensing uh contacted him <laughs> because he wasn't licensed so yeah, that's something I actually found. I don't know if you knew about it, but they because Shoutcast is like sort of going away and it's almost like the directory remains. Um, there was some like ordering stuff in order to get licensed for MP3 streaming. You have to like go buy a license. I think it's like five dollars, but you can't do it right now. And I'm not sure if anyone solved it or not because of the fact that they sort of shut that portion of the of the licensing down. Um, I, I have to look into it more, but it's because I've got my station running is I think the other one's like AAC format. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's actually running as that, but it's not, it's actually playing MP3s. So I like, I, I didn't really know what to do. Nobody did. I found a whole forum thread on it on the shoutcast forums or some other internet radio forum. And everybody was talking about it being an issue and it was been out there for months. And I think it's sort of like they moved, they shut this thing down and, I don't know what the solution is. <laughs> so that's kind of interesting. I'm sort of right. like lost on that and I haven't had any problems. No one's like contacted me and said anything. So, well, yeah, like I said, um, loud city, um, there, there's different ways you can go. Um, I think if you're like a really, really big radio station where you got hundreds of thousands of listeners, you actually have to pay, um, all of the, uh, License, you have to pay them all individually. You have to keep track of your who's being played, how many listeners and stuff. I mean, they, and that's how much you end up paying. Whereas um, Loud City and then uh, Stream Host, I think it's Stream. I'm going to look. I don't know if this doesn't, but I'm going to look and see what the, they're called. Stream licensing. Um, pretty reasonable, too. Um, we pay, I think, between the two stations, we pay 50 bucks a month. Hmm. And uh, that covers all license. They do all the reporting and everything. I don't have to do anything, but just pay them. And, and they have a couple of things that, you know, you got to, um, you have to host your listen page and your listen links all on their thing. But, it, um, you know, it looks like it's just part of your radio, uh, part of your website. It's just, if you notice the URL is different, but uh yeah, um, I went a long time the first couple of years. I didn't know anything about it. I just thought, oh, you know, hey, I'm, a, I'm doing these guys a favor. Well, no, I didn't look at it that way. But, you know, you think, okay, I'm playing these guys' music and stuff. But now, you know, all of a sudden you found out, oh, man, you know, to be legal, I have to I have to pay that. So I've always done that. But, um, yeah, it's uh, um, for a long time I know they were trying to make it the prices so high that any of the little guys wouldn't have made it. But I'm glad that you know Congress that that went to Congress and everything, and that was back I believe in the early 2000s, uh, like 2006, 2007. Mm -hmm. hmm. But uh, you know they they've been they've been always trying to trying to do that to to um, and so that's why if you know if you're running out there with and you're not licensed that yeah they'll uh, yeah, it doesn't take them long to find you and they'll come after you but only because. Uh, uh, Shoutcast, they're always monitoring Shoutcast, and Icecast is another one and stuff. But um, so yeah, if you're playing stuff, especially you know, I mean, I, I guess if you're playing, I know there's certain bands that fall like independent bands and stuff. If you have permission and stuff, that you could play um, without having to have a license and stuff. But that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, you like contact each one or whatever the. I don't yeah. I even imagine that it wouldn't be worth it unless you're really trying to, you know, you got a lot. And it's like, yeah, unless you're really stuck, like on a local venue where you're playing, if you have a, if you live in a place where there's a lot of local bands and you're playing that, yeah, yeah, that would, you know, I could see you benefiting and doing it that way, but doing like what we're doing, um, yeah, it's just, um, you know, and they charge you by how many listeners you have, um, and stuff. So, you know, the more listeners you have, the more expensive it gets. And then I think, I can't remember what the cutoff is, but if you're up in the, like tens of thousands of listeners, yeah, you you're, you basically have to go in and take care of all that yourself, and it's it's expensive. But if you got that kind of listeners, you should, 
you know, with ads and stuff, the, the more listeners you have, the more attention you get from, from uh, companies to, to do ads and stuff like that. But we're nowhere near that. <laughs> yeah. That was another thing I was going to ask about was, I mean, obviously, you know, if you're, you know, you're paying for some of these features licensing them, you know, I, I think you had mentioned earlier that you, that you, the station itself is free for you. I know for most people, they're probably paying if they got any decent amount of listeners, you're going to be paying as much as like 20, 30 bucks or more a month. Oh, um, a lot more than that. I, well, yeah, you, you figure licensing stream, you know, like you said, you, you Sonova uh, and stuff, you know, that, that cost depends on how many, um, listeners you, you pay for and, and, yeah. um, and then plus your, uh, you know, what you pay a month for your, to, to host on your website and, and, and yeah, it adds up. I mean, between the two stations, I think our, we're about a hundred and about 120 bucks or something like 120, 130 bucks a month. But, wow. um, but we do, uh, every year we do, a, we do a, uh, I guess like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a fundraiser type thing where, um, and people donate and, um, you know, you get enough listeners, it, it, it's, it's easier. Um, so we've been doing that. Um, like I said, I think now that we went on our, this is our fourth year here that, that we've, uh, raised enough money to run all year. Wow. Stuff, now, so. I mean, how are you, um, how are you going about monetizing the show? Like in general, I mean, I don't know if you're doing that or not, but I know obviously a lot of people, you know, you'll hear ads and things like that. You could make a little bit of money when these companies pay you to have your listeners listen to their ads, things like that. Yeah, I, you know, I have, um, I'm just now been talking to a couple of places that uh, I'm trying to work something out, um, doing it that way. But it's been for us, it's all been donations. Oh, wow. um, and so, um, yeah, we got a few faithful people that that uh, um, do good. And they challenge other people, and and uh, like like we have one guy every year that he's been doing this, but he'll uh, he'll donate like a thousand dollars every year, and th- but it's only by if other people are so every, every he matches what everybody does up to a thousand bucks, and then so there's two thousand right there, and we're paid for for a year, and and he's done that for us. I um, mean, he's a big network guy or does something at a college or something, um, but he's uh. Yeah, he's been doing it for years, so you know <laughs> we kind of take good care of him. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's no. pretty awesome. I mean, just a faithful fan, basically. Yeah, and and, and you know, and, you know, a cool thing on the, on the same line is is a lot of these. I've met, uh, you know some of my like best friends or, or coolest people I've met were that I've never met them, but I've I've you know I talk to them all the time on our forum and and. Uh, and yeah, it, it's like all these, um, well, we had one guy that was uh, doing interviews for us and, and I, he had hookups. I mean, he was, uh, going in and talking to a lot of bands. Um, and he'd go to a lot of concerts and stuff. He lived in Minnesota, I believe in Minnesota, but, um, yeah, he was doing interviews for us for a while. He hasn't for, he hasn't done it in like, uh, well this year, last year he did them. I'm hoping that he gets started again, but, um, yeah, it, it's kind of cool because you get, uh, you get these listeners and you get the, the, these, uh, these faithful people. And then all of a sudden people want to do stuff for you and, and help you out. And it's just really cool. And you, and you meet a lot of cool friends that, uh, that you actually don't meet. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. People you meet online. I've, I've kind of had the same share of my marketing stuff that I do. I've met all kinds of, you know, I think I've interviewed now just about like 70 people. I think you'd probably nice. be close to 70 cause I did a couple of shows like solo, but, I've got like 71 episodes as of last week. Wow. So, yeah, in about a year, year or so's time. So I just reached out. For a while, I was doing like one a week pretty consistently. So this is kind of like a side venture, I guess, to do the metal metal podcast. Maybe people would be more interested in like, you know, metal, I guess, in general. Whereas the other stuff is like more marketing specific. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, I was gonna ask too. I mean, I know we kind of talked about it, but what are some other ways like you've gone about like really promoting um, fuel radio? Like, do you do any advertising in terms of like uh, like paying Google or you know running <laughs> Facebook ads or doing any of these other like tactics or anything, or have you just sort of like let things kind of expand on their own, word of mouth? Um, a lot of it is I've joined a lot of uh, uh, forums. Um, there's a few forums out there that, that are, um, basically main, their main focus is, is Christian metal, Christian music. 
Um, so I belong to a few of those. Um, a lot of it's been word of mouth. And we started, when I first started, I was lucky to get five listeners, you know, during the day. But I just, um, I started connecting with people. And, and um, I, you know, I'm, I'm a self-taught web developer. And now, I, I mean, I, I did, we just uh, launched, in fact, this morning, we just launched our new Fuel web page. Um, totally, totally redesigned it. And um, one of one of the friends that I uh, met online, uh, his name's Nathaniel, lives in Florida, so clear across the United States from me. And um, he's a web developer, and he's went in and um, uh, did all these like really, you know, we 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 started talking on the phone, and we'd come up with all these, we'd start bouncing all these ideas off of each other. And I mean, he'd go, it was amazing because I'd tell him, you know, hey, it would be cool to do this. And he was like, hey, give me a few minutes, you know, 10, 15 minutes later, we're doing it. And it's like, wow, <laughs> that's yeah. cool. So he taught me some things. And so, so I, I've uh, learned to do my, uh, my own, uh, you know, web stuff. And then we, we created a forum and that's when we started, you know, getting more people in, um, more people would come in and then when you started talking and they, and then, um, uh, they would start, you know, they would tell their friends and then all of a sudden their friends would join our forum and stuff. And then, and then, um, so we were trying to think of ways to get these people involved. And so that's when we, you know, we started designing our website to be like, like right now, um, fuel radio is member based. Um, we don't charge for it, but like, if you join our forum, you all of a sudden, you know, you get all these benefits or, or I don't want to say benefits, but you got, you get access to all these features on, like our, yeah, on our website. And so we just re we just redesigned our, our, our new one fuel. Um, it, it's, uh, it's got some pretty cool stuff. It's, and we're adding more, but, um, but that, you know, it, it's like to me, it, it to, to attract is it's not, I, I don't want to just attract somebody to come listen. I want to keep them, you know, listening. And I, I guess it's kind of like a, a car. I've never been a salesman, but, but like a car salesman, you, uh, if if a place is really good or any place of business, if they're really good, it is, they always tell you that it's not the one-time customers that come in, it's the repeat customers. So I, I look at what we do is the same way. If you can not just draw somebody in, but keep them coming in. Um, and so, um, you know, just, I, I guess just doing that, that that's, that's really helped us out a lot too. And, and, and I also noticed like, uh, we go in waves. There'll be times that we'll, you know, just have a lot of people listening and stuff and then people get busy and stuff. And then we, we always seem to know that it's time to change things or, or add something or fix something when, when the listeners go down and they start staying down. So, um, you know, that's kind of something that we try to watch out for and, and it can be a pain in the rear too. Cause then you got to think of something, <laughs> you got to try to top yourself. Right. Right. But, um, I think, I think the biggest way for me that that attract listeners like you said was, was word of mouth or 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 i i guess on the internet would be you know the internet version of word of mouth is just getting your your name out there getting to meet people and, and the best way to do that is forums um you know blogs just different thing where, where people because what one thing like with radio i notice and i'm sure you've noticed this too is like that um let, let's say the the top 40 or top 20 type stations. There's a, they're a dime a dozen. There's a million of them out there. Right. The ones that are doing really good, um, they got their act together. I mean, they got everything professional. It, it everything is, is tight. Everything is interactive. There, there's just different things. So that's what separates them. But somebody like, like what you do and like what I do, I mean, metals, metals big, but it's not he, I mean, it, you know, it's yeah. not, it, and especially what I do with Christian metal, um, it, it's a niche market. And so you got to, it, it's harder to find those kind of listeners. It's, kinda, it's harder to find the people that are into, you know, what I do. And so, so um, getting out there and talking with people in these blogs and, and uh, forums and stuff is basically what you, the only way you can do it. Um, uh, that and, and making sure that you're, um, your keywords and everything on your website are set up so that when somebody does a search for Christian metal or heavy metal or, you know, metal core that you're within the first, you know, you, you want to be in the first page, but um, yeah, there, there's a, I think over the years, I think a lot of it I've done on accident or just doing a little research, but, but, it, but yeah, getting your, getting your word of mouth is the biggest one. Yeah. It makes sense. 
Now, I wanted to ask, how many listeners on average do you have now that you you know you, where you, you know where it is today? You've been running this for what it'd be nine years or so. Yeah, fuel radio, man, it, it's up and down. I mean, it, it it can go from you know I'll get thirty or forty up to sixty, seventy, eighty. Yeah, we can only take a hundred, and and I've peaked out a few times, but um, considering that that's all day long. And, and stuff, and, and I look on Sonova. Yeah, you know what's funny is, you know, talking about that too. Um, if you ever look on Sonova, if you're running a radio station and you look on there, you can tell show where the people are listening from. Yeah. And if you have a lot of listeners out of Germany, and I just, I, I'm just now, I'm learning this. I, I've joined. Um, I, I've been kind of wondering about it because I notice, like, on certain songs, play it's like all of a sudden you jump up. I mean, you'll jump from like 30 to 60 listeners, like within a matter of like a minute or so, and so. I always thought that maybe there was something kind of, you know, like a, it was kind of a flaw or a fluke, um, but found out that uh, there, there's a lot of stream rippers out of there, uh, out there, and majority of them come from Germany. Um, I've ju- I just recently joined another forum. Uh, it's called broadcastingworld.com. You might want to check that out too. Um, you got you got people from all different kinds of radio, you know, celestial radio, internet radio. Um, I talked to one guy that had been doing a, Oh, who did he work with there? He worked with uh, some bit. wasn't. No, it wasn't Tom Likas. It was it was somebody out there that I that I've heard before and stuff. And and you get a lot of really good insight and a lot of good information off of there. But um, um, so uh, you get all these uh, people from Germany that are, I, and I don't know how they do it. So apparently they somehow they know what's what's playing on your station. And all of a sudden, you know, your your listeners jump way up there. Yeah, they, they they say that they're um, you know stream ripping, so they get their your songs and they play them on their radio station, which you know hey if they want to listen you know if they're listening to my station I don't care but it's yeah it's kind of interesting huh it's yeah um but you know I I would say average of of real listeners not counting that I would say I average about between forty and fifty um you know with a little bit it just depends but which is pretty good because that's you know, it might not sound like a lot, but for for what I'm doing, you know, it, it's 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 a few. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, and look on Sonova too. Um, when you look on there, you you can actually if yours is set up like mine, and I'm not sure if they're all set up the same. Um, I uh, go through. A place. I think if you're using this platform, I'm looking at mine now because I was curious, and I've actually had in the last 30 days, Germany's the number two for listeners. I've had 142 listeners. Yeah, and are you playing stuff that's like really bit like 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 watch your songs, see what they're doing. You know, like if you get a good song, like I, I notice like some bands, like when you get the the big band, like like for As I Lay Dying or um, you, get, you play those bands or um, um some of the bigger name bands. Yeah, I particularly yeah, noticed. Um, you can look in the stats, and I noticed that on um specifically on songs by A Day to Remember, which is a really big like kind of like post hardcore hardcore metalcore band. Um, you know, they're sort of exploding in that like subgenre niche, I feel like. Yeah. They, um a lot of it like it shows people like listening and connecting during their songs. Yeah, somehow I now um and I read this in, in Broadcasting World, and I also belong on the forum uh for Sam Broadcaster and, and and they talk about it a lot too. Um there's different ways you can uh to me it's a it's a, a losing battle. It's a, you're wasting a lot of uh time and stuff trying to fight them and, and stuff and but they say that the the biggest way to, to keep, because what they're doing is they're trying to record the song as you play it so they can add it to their you know, whatever they're doing if they're doing radio or I'm I'm not even sure what they're doing. I, it, to me it's just speculation. I mean, you know, unless somebody from Germany writes, Hey, we've been doing this, I don't know why they're doing it or what they're doing. Um but they say that the best way to, to fight it is to make sure that you're crossfading your songs, you know, even with, if it's a matter of, you know, half a second or whatever, because then they have to cut that off at the end and the beginning and stuff like that. I, I, I don't waste my time on it. Just like I said, from what I read, but yeah, it's just funny to sit there and watch it all of a sudden, you know, I'll be looking at my, um, my server, you know, and, and I'll be like when I'm doing some uh, uh, scripting or, or updating some things on my station, and all of a sudden, you know, I'll look and there'll be, you know, let's say there's like, you know, 25 listeners and then I'll look up there again and then there's like 40 or 50 and it's like, okay, <laughs> stream rippers. Yeah. That's but, yeah, it, it, it is. It, it, and I've just, like I said, I've just, just within probably the last month, month and a half is when I've been, you know, when I 
found out what they were. I, I thought it was just may, maybe possibly something going on at the uh, stream host because I've seen it forever. I, and I've just never really thought anything about it. I just, um, I remember a couple times where it went from, you know, maybe, you know, 15, 20 listeners up to, to peaking at a hundred. And it's like, so I just thought it was a fluke in the, in the, at the stream host at Sonova, <laughs> but <laughs> apparently now I know what they are. Yeah, I've even got on mine, it shows uh, 79 in the last 30 days from the Russian Federation as well. Oh, wow. And I've got another 57 from Brazil. So I found that interesting. So I have the least of all my listeners is from the UK, and I've got above that Singapore, Japan, Canada, Poland, and Colombia. Wow. So it's quite interesting. The U.S. is beating all of them with 300, 300 listeners, I guess, in the last 30 days. Mine's never mind-blowing. If I look at my stats, I don't think I've ever gotten above like 10 unique at any time last I looked, but yeah. And now how long have you been doing this? Oh, I don't know. Probably. I mean, I sort of got lucky because a friend of mine, he actually owns the website. Um, I think he must have registered this a long time ago. He actually owns the .com, shoutcastservers.com. Um, he hasn't promoted it in a long time, but he does um, a lot of basically server hosting for, you know, people who have big companies that need really high end servers. Um, here in Boston, he does a lot of like collocation, which is like really high end stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, he had this on the side, but he used to rank for all these shoutcast terms back when it was a little easier to rank in Google. And I think he just stopped this cause it's, it's kind of chump change compared to, you know, he's charging his other clients hundreds of dollars versus this maybe being, you know, five to 30 bucks right. to go set up a showcast box. But um, he hooked me up for free. I, I asked him about it. He says, oh, yeah, I'll set you up. And he gave me unlimited everything, highest bandwidth. Um, so I said, of course, I'm going to use this. So I've put, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, you know, I put about, I, I haven't done really anything to promote it. I mean, I put up a page on my site, but my site doesn't really get a lot of traffic. I think the recent Google update actually killed it because it's mainly music videos. There isn't really a lot of written content on there. Oh, yeah. And um, I think that really killed the traffic. I've only gotten about 300 visitors on my website, that website, in the last month. But um, I've noticed, you know, I'm in the Shoutcast directory, but for whatever reason, Centova, like doesn't save. I know you were talking earlier about the um, sort of picking the correct genre. I, obviously, I don't want to be like having gospel people listen. And I think it put me in like an uncategorized and I can't get that to change. And I have no idea how I just haven't. Now, now where's that at in Centova? Yeah, I'm Centova. Yeah. If there's, um, I know there's like a section, like just going through settings. Like I can find, for example, um, if I go to auto DJ, there's a genre setting. And if I, right now it's set to metal. And I think in order to change it, your station has to be like shut down. And I've yeah. tried changing it, and it just it never changes. If I update it, it doesn't stay. But even still, I noticed on the Shoutcast directory, it's not even in metal, and I'm not sure why. But I have had people listening. I mean, the bonus, yeah. I guess, is if someone were to go in Shoutcast directory and search for, like, metalcore specifically, that my station, just because of the title, will come up. Right. So Yeah, you, now, um, Sam Broadcaster, you when you set up your um, encoder – you actually, that's where you put all your information in. And then when it goes to Shoutcast, that's where it reads it from. Hmm. And so we, like we have our setup on, I think we show up under, Fuel shows up under Metalcore for its base tag in um, Shoutcast. And in fact, in, in a lot of the directories, when they, when they type in um, uh, Metalcore, that's where we, that, that's kind of our main, uh, the main uh, genre that we uh, play is the specific, or the general, uh, genre is is metalcore, so we show up as um, you do a search for metalcore in uh, in Shoutcast, and we and then Field Radio comes up. Right, right. I think I th I think I did see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe you can help me after the interview. We can take a look at it real quick or something. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. I know we've been running for about a half hour here. Um, I don't know if you wanted to wrap things up or if you had anything else you wanted to share. I know we've talked about quite a bit. Yeah. Um, no, just, uh, if you, if you, if you love music and you love technology, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a network engineer at Lockheed Martin. So I, you know, I eat, breathe, sleep, drink computers. <laughs> um, but you know, 
it, it, it's awesome for people like us that that want to uh, mix the two, that want to get our music out there and stuff. And just, um, you know, it, it, I think it's just a passion, and, and it's the passion that keeps you going. And and uh, you know, if you have that, I think you'll do good. You know, you say you've only had ten listeners, but that's you know, I mean, that's you you know you're able to be listened to all over the world and as long as you got enough people interested in stuff and then you learn how to how to t- get them and get to get other people i i think you'll i think you'll do good uh, and it, yeah. that's one thing i can say is it takes a lot you know it, it takes a long time to get a, a listener base and and then to keep them that's the big thing that's the that's the secret especially for little guys like us sure sure so yeah i thought about building up a facebook fan page to you know these kinds of people and then basically using that as an advertising means to drive some more yeah. listeners and, you know, reaching out to maybe communities. There's lots of communities on Facebook, like fan pages and stuff. That yep. Love this kind of music. So I know there's definitely a market out there. Yeah. We, uh, Oh, that's another thing. You know, it's funny. I, I, that's one of the biggest things out there and it's like social media. And I, I hate Facebook so much because it's just, I don't know. It's just, I hate it. <laughs> but yeah, it's we have kind a of like this addiction, you know, like, yeah. I find myself reading my newsfeed and it's like, oh man, what a waste of time. I'm just, you know, I actually think I'm, I might, might consider blocking it soon. Like, so I don't go there <laughs> like involuntary so I can just get stuff done that I really am on the computer to do. Yeah. I'm, I, I hardly ever go on Facebook except for to update things. But, um, Sam broadcaster has this option where you can, you can run a, a script. And so every four hours it automatically puts what we're playing out on Twitter and then I have Twitter to set up to whatever goes on Twitter copies over to, uh, to our Facebook. And, and, you know, and that's been huge too, because we get bands like, like, uh, Brian head Welch formerly while well, he's with corn back with corn, but, um, you know, he'll see it on there and then he'll, he'll favorite it or, um, you, you know, some of these bands. So when the bands start getting them and people are checking out the band, that's another way to get, to get listeners to. And I don't know why I didn't think of it, but, um, yeah, yeah. that's another, another way of getting it out there. Yeah, I noticed something like that. There's a band, um, I don't know if you'd know them, it's a band called Palisades, I think if I said it right. But they, um, a little newer, sort of like metalcore, uh, hardcore, whatever you want to call it. But they, um, I, think I, I think I posted like one of their music videos on Twitter and the lead vocalist like picked it up and retweeted it. And I was like, wow, I'm really, you know. But I think it's just the fact that his band was there. He like saw this. He's probably looking for people mentioning his band. And that's just yeah. what he happen to find and it. And their tens of thousands of followers will see that and you know and you might you might attract a few of them. So yeah, that's a that's that is a very important way to get your station out there that uh I kind of overlooked. But yeah, definitely. Cool. All right. Well I uh really appreciate you coming on Tom and yeah if you want to stay on we'll talk a little bit about this like genre cool. thing. Maybe I can get it sorted. Yeah. Yeah this All was right. fun. I was kinda of, I've never been interviewed before. I've interviewed a few people but, but this was kind of fun. Yep. All right, well, I'm going to end the show. All right, thanks, John. Yep, thanks.